primary ignition. This is Star Wars. Look out! From the bright center of the galaxy, I'm Grex Kondak, and you're listening to Core World News, your whole news service providing in-depth coverage of the latest stories from every sector of the galaxy. Now for your news segment rundown for January 26, 2023. 99 problems for the Bad Batch 8-1. Jeddah Jamboree. We now go live to the CWN newsroom to join your host Ben Granted Adam for their review of the latest episode of Bad Batch. All right, thank you yeah. very much, Grex. Uh, welcome everyone to our inaugural stream, and um, and welcome back everyone, our normal podcast listeners. Um, it is great to talk to you again this week. Uh, really exciting, two fun things to talk about this week. We'll start off with Bad Batch. And then talk about the auto drama, uh, audio drama, Battle of Jedha, which is uh, great. We've been building up for uh, to that for a while, gentlemen. Yeah. How are we uh, how are we doing today? You guys uh, feeling all right out there in the galaxy? Yeah, doing doing all right. Ready to talk some Star Wars? You know, hanging in there. Trying not to cough on Mike. <laughs> there you go. There you go. Yeah. Can't wait to. Uh... Journey to Jeddah for the season of light later, but um, I'm I'm can't wait to dig into Bad Batch. I've I've been loving this show so far. So. Yeah, let's let's yeah. go. Let's start talking about it. This is uh, episode five. Yeah. Um, Adam, I believe you put together a little summary for all of us to set the stage. I do. Uh, so as you mentioned, Ben, this is episode five, Entombed, and here's my summary. Uh, Wreck It Ralph style, the Bad Batch start playing Tomb Raider and somehow end up in Horizon Zero Dawn. Very good. Yeah. I would you, would you like? Uh, you get the award for shortest summary okay. of the year. Would you Would you like my real summary now? I just had yes. to get a little little snarky there. Okay. Uh, during a routine scavenger mission, Omega and Wrecker, Wrecker find a compass that just might point to an ancient treasure, the heart of the mountain, a rare crystalline stone older than the Republic and the Jedi. Uh, Fee, our new professional treasure hunter or pirate, joins the gang on their quest. After arriving on Skaranal. The tomb does not disappoint. It is full of secret entrances, puzzles, booby traps, and even a minotaur-like creature. During their spelunking, the gang, the gang gets separated, only to be quickly re- reunited, no worse for the wear. Uh, upon finding and removing the heart, the batch awakens an ancient mech war machine. They must find a way to deactivate it while battling the creature. Once they are able to plug the heart back in and toss the creature out a window, all's good. Uh, even the droid we thought we lost can quickly be saved, thanks to a backup file. Yay, backup files. Yeah. Huzzah. Um, I, I just yeah. want to mention I used cool. mech because in closed captioning, it referred to it as a mech. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah. I and mean, we're talking ancient technology there. Um, this episode was wild. Uh, it was. What, what did it, I mean, what did it remind you of, like, vibes-wise? Because there was a lot going on in here, and it felt like a lot of different things. Oh, it felt like a classic sort of, like, super weapon yeah story for star wars yep. which is oh yeah yeah you know some of my favorite stories of all time obviously the death star and then um um they, they've done the, the zilla beast obviously in clone wars yeah. there's like there's so many episodes where you sort of you see these like super weapons or these super threats and this was one of them was basically like like a mech the size of four ATATs, mm-hmm. and it was had a giant beam um that could fire like the death star yeah like pretty sweet design like the designs all like like 
rounded edges. Like it just feels like um, sort of like Zepho, like architecture Ooh, and technology. Yeah, and that's yeah. like, I think that's what that reminded me of the most really is like, definitely got some um, fallen order. Fallen order vibes. Game. Yeah. Right, that was definitely one of the things I was like, say Zepho, say Zepho, say Zepho. Right. The whole I time. I kept waiting for them. Yeah. Yeah. For those that don't play, yeah, Fallen Order, um, that's the Zepho or a character or uh, a whole. But I don't know how you do some of those puzzles if you don't have a wrecker in the crew. I know, right? right? Exactly. You know I, mean? I was like, do they need yeah. someone taller? I was like, what? Like, is this like a puzzle well, just for like super strong? Or if you're people? a Cal Kestis and you can use the force to force oh, yeah, shove. Yeah, I guess it's the right? force. force. I guess it's force puzzles. Good call. Um, It just. It reminded <laughs> me so much, sorry, of, uh, of Fallen Order. Because, and I made that kind of jokey video game thing, but it really felt like someone watching a video game when she had to look through the compass to see yeah. the light. It just, it felt like, it felt like a video game mechanic. Oh yeah, and the the, the compass pulsates yeah. and like hums yeah. if you're like aiming it in the, in the, right, the right direction. direction. Right. Yeah. Um, the other thing, like kind of deep pull, this really reminded me of from the old EU. And, and as I talked a bit off air, this might be because I am you know, deep in EU lore right now of center port center point station. They recall center point station. Yeah. That sounds vaguely familiar. That sounds like a major location from the EU. Yeah, it was. So in the Corellian system, there was this mast like uh, about the size of a moon that was called center point station. And it was created by what they kind of refer to as the ancients, but they could never knew they never knew. And my guess is this was going to be revealed if the old EU kept continuing by something that came before any written or known history in the galaxy. And they found out that this this thing actually moved all of the planets in the Corellian system. So it was this weird Whoa. giant thing. But so it just reminded me of this kind of the the time period in this episode of just like well before the Republic, well before the Jedi, the Jedi, like just yeah. this there's this ancient a race that had like these these advanced technology. It's just really interesting lore. Yeah. Um Yeah. Definitely feels like um sort of like the Amaxine station and the, the sort of stories mm -hmm. that go with yeah. that that location um in the new canon as well. Yeah. I um I took a a look at all of the different things. Fee says a lot of interesting places and artifacts. She's telling, you know, uh, treasure hunting stories the whole episode. Uh, none of them directly tie back. Oh. I, I thought I thought something would. You caught some of these? Yeah, yeah. I caught them all, and like they, yeah. uh, there, there's nothing that that ties back. Unfortunately, this is all first stuff. But that's good. That's wait. The blade of cicada four sounded right? so cool. Yeah. I was like. Oh, I need to, I need a story about that thing. Yeah, no, it's just like that was not it's a great. Thing. It's great Star Wars name dropping, but I did the same thing. Like I, I, I was I had Wikipedia and other places open there. I'm like, this has to be a reference to something, but no. The Grand Pearl of Novak. I think that's the first <laughs> right. thing. Right. Even says. the heart of the mountain. I feel like I've heard before in Star Wars, but um, this was the the first mention of it. Adam, how how badly did you want a mind harp of Sheru? I kept out? waiting. I kept assuming one of the references was going to be from the Lando Calrissian Chronicles. From the, I really yeah. did, but not, yeah, not that's so much. The, yeah, these stories definitely have that vibe. Yeah, definitely. I even I got Lost vibes as well. Um, the show. Oh, Lost, good call. Because it, yeah. it kind of spun on its head um, halfway through, and I was kind. It was just kind of curious. I don't know. That's the way I was feeling um, last night. I watched it uh, late night last night, and. Um, it was a blast. Any of you, when um, <laughs> I, I guess I'll just say it because because this is what I was feeling. When what were you thinking? What was going through your head when the heart of the mountain was being removed? Anything in I particular? Don't... Were you guys making any guesses? 
anything no like a mantra i was like please don't be time travel please don't be time travel please don't be time travel. Uh, oh <laughs> yeah the, um the lines glow <laughs> sort of like the world between worlds yeah. and um yeah, uh, yeah the rebels uh, that was interesting really, yeah final season of yeah. Rebels. and then and then yeah i guess i'll get yeah. to it early where we start um uh honoring the the actual animation and sound in this thing but like when it does finally get removed the heart of the mountain gets removed it is like one of the most beautiful sequences like the mountain erupts and there's these crazy sound effects yeah and um i just loved it um it like and my head exploded at the same time because that was not what i was actually expecting to happen to see this giant uh, mech monster and this giant tall neck i don't know for lack of something better to call it um <laughs> Yeah, if you play you. Horizon oh, yeah. Zero Dawn. Yeah, the Horizon Zero Dawn yeah. comparison is apt. For it's sure. close anyways. It looks like a dinosaur with yeah. Yeah, just a triangular yeah. head. Yeah. Zepho. You can see how it. it's like parallel yeah. thinking, right? You can see how two people would come up with that design. Um, no, I agree. The animation is always amazing. And it was a different type of animation because of how bright it mm. was. Like the Bad Batch usually doesn't have that brightness to it. And I really appreciate that. And the creature designs are great too. Like the creature design of whatever that that minotaur like thing was was pretty. Yeah, the fang. Pretty great. Yeah, that was actually scary too. I was like, "Whoa, that thing's growling quite a bit." (laughs) Whoa, it is totally growling quite a bit. Snarling. Yeah. In the shadows. It was large, and uh, but good thing wreckers wreckers. Uh, Plot armor is is (laughs) a mile thick. Migs Mayfield and wreck. Backdoor. Oh, I'd watch that show. Great. I, yeah, I'd watch that show for real. Um, yeah, pretty pretty fun episode. I didn't, I had no idea that was what we were gonna get. Um, do you think like any of this could have implications for the future? Are we gonna see that beast again, or this planet again, or you know anything? Or is it just a, a wild standalone? Shaking just my head. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, me too. Yeah. <laughs> Just your basic standalone. <laughs> I feel like this is what this show is shaping into. And I and I don't really recall, like, I remember the major beats of season one, but I don't remember kind of how the episodes progressed. But I have a feeling they're taking, like, the old, like, uh, X-Files yeah. um, approach where you just get, like, every few episodes you get a mythology episode. And then there's mostly just these standalone adventures, which... I don't know. I kind of appreciate it. I kind of forgot how much I missed that. That, that not every episode has to be, like moving the plot forward yeah. for the characters. Yeah, it's fun to have like an yeah. adventure show. The motivations are also fascinating in this episode because it's like We've got nothing better to do. Uh, <laughs> well, it's no, well, it's just like um we could use money. Yeah, they 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 just do this for, they're just laying low and they just decide Omega wants to do it and they just do it. And I'm like uh, is would you just all jump into this mission? Like is this realistic? But I guess there's money to be made. I don't know, treasure hunting, and that's not hurting anyone, so maybe that's something that they don't mind doing. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. They're not mercenaries, right, for a change. Fee's a good addition. She's got some um, Dr. Afra vibes going on. You know, it's nice, you know, Afra can't be the only treasure hunter out there. It's nice to see some other people doing that. Yeah. Um, Rad. Brad, um, yeah, it was a pretty fun thing. The other thing that sort of struck me and that made this kind of dark, this has been a pretty dark season overall, was um, the... So at the beginning of the episode, uh, Omega finds this compass, this, like, key, Rosetta Stone, whatever, 
um, in the dashboard of a fallen um, ATTA, sorry, the gunship. Um, and uh, yeah, yeah, and it's kind of wild. But then when they land at this uh, planet, which is the Fernard primary system sorry give me a second here are you talking about the caldor primary primary system uh caldor trinary system yes trinary so when they get there it's um it's raised it is it's destroyed it's been turned to glass yeah and i'm just like do you think maybe if the they had you know finished their mission or whoever had that thing got there in time it might have saved the planet (laughs) because it's like that's probably what that machine's for is to like defend the planet on automatic pilot i guess oh interesting it's like whoopsie daisy yeah that's a really good point because I I well, was watching the movie watching the episode I was kind of like well like convenient like they just happened to find this artifact that's related to this during a routine scavenger mission but I like that larger pullout of like why like why was this thing in there and that is that's right on par like for the course of what Filoni's laying down with this right like it is it is showing how how much the fall of the Republic was, was a tragedy for so many different yeah. things. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah, that's yeah. super depressing. You're welcome. Yeah. You're welcome. Galaxy. It's not just the yeah. Jedi, right? It's not just, it's just so many people were horribly affected yeah. by this. Yeah. Right. There's always that trope too, of just like whoever achieves, you know, a super weapon, the invention of a super weapon, their civilizations then wiped out, you know, it's the sort of, yeah. that's the karma of playing with these yeah. kind of, devices i i will say too i kept the snarky uh moment about the droid um because mel mel the droid mel because i like mel um and and then and then when the super weapon when the mech started shooting at him i was just like well like they're not gonna kill the droid um and then they did (laughs) And I, I had just the night before watched the the Banshees of of, of uh, whatever. No spoilers there, but it was kind of like I was just like I was just kind of in a mode where I'm like, oh yeah, it's gutsy storytelling. They they killed the droid. No. Uh, and then of course like there's a backup, and I'm like, burp, burp, <laughs> and I'm like, all right, but it's a kid show, so I'm like, it makes sense. But there's like the darkness in me was really happy that they went. Yeah, there. they killed the Minotaur, <laughs> which is bad enough, I guess. Yeah, that's a thing, right? Yeah. That thing wasn't doing anything. I wanted to ask you guys if, wrong, if, if it was, like it was hungry. If, yeah. Like Dave is like write me a Dave Filoni is like write me a Bad Batch episode. Like where do you go? Like I don't know. It's like you can't kill people. Like they're a highly specified like mercenary yeah. force. They're essentially the A team in Star Wars, right? And the A team killed people all the time. Yeah. But these guys, they can't kill people. They can't kill animals. Like at this point, maybe it's just me, but my tolerance for like animal cruelty is non-existent. And then, um, even, yeah. you know, even in fiction and, um, yeah, and even that's... droids too, they're like, you know, it's sort of a, well, there aren't really also many yeah. droids left, right? Cause it's post. So it is tough. It's really tough. I had someone thought of like, like this, they're doing such a wonderful job with something that seems impossible in a lot of ways, because we, we know that the clones are quickly going to be phased out. Right. Which I love that they're telling that story this season. If they are, you're going ahead with this. Like this is definitely happening, but I TB TB. We'll see. I think it should happen. It makes sense in time. Why timeline and stuff. 
it's a good guess, but uh, I'm just wondering now if I think it's a winnowing. I don't know that they're necessarily going to have their own right. order 66, but the but but I feel like they're just they certainly they, yeah. They're basically treating them like droids, right? They're putting them in the, they're putting in the most dangerous and yeah. frontline situations until none of them are left. Um, and so it's just like they can't really be out and about. We know Jedi aren't really around at this time period, but they're like finding ways to tell really interesting stories with these characters. Yeah. What would I do? I don't know. Like I I don't know what you would do with these characters, but, but hey, I like what they're doing. Do we think they might circle back to encountering another Jedi, much like how they started with um, Kanan, Caleb Doom? And then like I wouldn't. It would be interesting to see like a Jedi operating post Clone Wars with clones that are got his back or got her back, and um, but it's like it's just a ragtag outfit of Jedi and clone troopers post purge, post all this stuff, and they're sort of like Scarlet Pimpernel or you know Batmaning around the galaxy, you know, like that could be fun. That could be fun. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I think we we called earlier probably around Obi Wan that. Um... They could be maybe headed towards the path and helping the path. I think that would be kind of fun. Yeah, the path. Like I wouldn't even do the the, the you know Luthen Rails whole like yeah. you know proto rebellion. I wouldn't do any of that yet. I would just do like the path or yeah, um, not even maybe they're just like these Avengers. You know these sort of like um, sort of like you know cru- caped crusaders. These justice seekers. Yeah. Um, What's What's interesting is if we're going to apply like Campbellian storytelling to this, they're, they, they haven't even, they're still kind of in the refusal of the call yeah. phase or they haven't even gotten yep. their call yet. Right. Like we don't like they're got to be destined for bigger things than just trying to survive and keep out of the eye of the, of the yeah. empire. Right? Working for two bit so, like, hustlers. When's that going like, to happen? Treasure hunters. Like they, yeah. and you can see it in, I think in echo and Hunter and tech they just like, I mean, they look exhausted at the beginning of this episode and they're just like another yeah, yeah. stupid crusade. Like, what are yeah. we doing? <laughs> so, I, yeah. I mean, that might have been the only note that's going to carry through to the next episodes where they're just like, they, they feel the call yeah. of duty. Um, but you know what I mean? Like, yeah. they, they want to serve the galaxy. Yeah, like Hunter is just so annoyed sitting there listening to Fee tell a story to two right. like, bar flies. Right. Yeah. Which I wouldn't be. I would have been one of those bar flies. Hopefully the Athorian one. Be yeah, like, I would have. Like, right? <laughs> yeah. Signed nope. Fee could tell me stories all day long. Um, right on. Right on, right on. Um, anything else in uh, about this episode? Um, I assume we'll get something a little more stern next week, but um, anything else uh, about uh, Bad Batch? That's Not really. I mean, all I got. Can't wait to see the next episode. I hope we get some more crosshair again. That'd be, that'd yeah. be fun too. Yeah. We're, yeah. we're going to do, I, yeah, I like the fact that I'm, I'm now to the point where I, I am not counting the days until bad batch, but every time I sit down to watch it, I am, I'm happy and looking forward yeah. to it. Does that make sense? Like, yeah. like, yeah. yeah. It's so. a delight. It's an absolute delight. It is a delight. Yeah. I've been sort of re going back and rewatching the other ones and they're great, but I've noticed that like, this is such a, there's so many iconic moments in this show that I, I, I don't, forget a detail about these episodes when i'm watching them so like to watch fresh material is amazing i love it it's great yeah it's great all right y'all um well now this is when we do a segment bumper so you know stand by (laughs) take a look it's in a book 
welcome back to our second installment of Jetta Jamboree. Uh, this week we're covering George Mann's Battle of Jetta, uh, an audio drama. So um, we we were thinking about making this a reading Wrath Tower. Yeah, but I just played the reading Wrath Tower bumper. Jetta Jamboree is just such a <laughs> yeah, so, iconic yeah. title. We had to just keep going with this this segment. Um, so. Here's a summary. It's quite comprehensive. This, but there's a lot of uh, moving parts to this plot, so I tried to cover it all. Um, but, but yeah, we'll just fight through it. And uh, this is basically the story. So if you haven't <laughs> read or if you haven't listened to the audio drama, I would just um, you know go listen to that, come back because we're gonna go full on on spoilers. We're gonna talk about all the characters in the piece, and uh, yeah, it was awesome. And it's all it's voice acted. There's uh, brilliant voice actors um, doing all the voices in this in this script, and it's it's so good. Yeah, music uh, and sound design. Yeah, yeah, so. the whole the whole whole deal. Yeah, spoiler wall right here, and here is the summary for Battle of Jeddah. After the bloody conflict between Iram and Irino has been quelled, and the heirs of both monarchs have been united in marriage, the Jedi Order invite representatives from each world to travel to the holy city of Jeddah to finalize a peace treaty that will end the forever war once and for all. Jedi Knights Crichton's son and Ada Fort, Fort, Forte are tasked to oversee the peace conference, but when a bomb explodes during the summit and mediator Morton Santeca is killed, the chase is on to find the bomber. Fellow knight Salander Show and her newly acquainted friend and adjunct of the Church of the Force, Kath Carabath, join in the search for the for the culprit. Both Crichton and Show's investigation keeps pointing to the path of the open hand, a sect of Force worshippers who believe nobody should control the Force. But the organization is known to be peaceful, and the Jedi can't find evidence that states otherwise. As more targeted attacks occur in the city, tensions begin to elevate. The herald of the Path of the Open Hand starts a riot wherein the mother releases her leveler to wreak havoc and stir chaos. When Tilson Graff of a famous frontier family steps in to be the mediator of another peace treaty, um, that too is sabotaged and war erupts between the armies of Urim and Arano, marking the beginning of the Battle of Jeddah. Hot on the trail of the mysterious assassin that attacked the second treaty signing, Salandric and Keth analyze P3's hololog and discover a brother of the Ninth Door is responsible for the second attack. As Crichton's son contacts the Jedi Council for reinforcements and Ada Forte fights off loader droids in the street, Salandra goes to confront this brother of the Ninth Door, whom we learn was hired to attack the ambassadors by none other than Tilson Graff. It turns out Tilson Graff and the mother, the leader of the Path of the Open Hand, are behind all the targeted attacks in the city. When Salandra enters the sanctum of the Brothers of the Ninth Gate and nearly loses in the battle of the deadly Darksider, Keth comes to her rescue but is gravely injured in the process and tragically dies in Salandra's arms. To ensure her role in the terror plot is unknown, the mother blasts Tilson Graff and makes for the gaze electric. Just as Crichton and Ada seem to be overwhelmed by the forces of Urim and Irino, reinforcements from the Republic arrive to aid in the fight. Banding together, the Jedi from, form an impenetrable shield of force energy, and Crichton gives an inspirational speech that brings an end to the conflict. When the dust settles, Crichton and Ada return to Coruscant, convinced Tilson Graff was responsible for the attacks, given he was supplying enforcer droids to Iram. On Jeddah, Salander shares the story of Keth's final adventure with his friends at his old haunt, the Enlightenment. All right, well done, Grant. That is uh, nice. quite well a done. quite a rundown, comprehensive. It, it was yeah, it was about five and a half hours of listening time. Um, yeah, it yeah. was a good long story, and it it really tied in the rest, uh, all of the rest of um phase two so far um we get little you know either hollow recordings and um, a lot of stuff from convergence and we hear about the heirs and 
um, and uh, Gela, who's you know was a big part of that book, and even you know makes a cameo and stuff. But it's mostly oh, my favorite character, Gela Natai. Yeah. I I love that character. Yeah, she's fantastic. Um, and we get um, yeah, but we get a lot of Creighton Sun, um, and his yep. his coworker Ada Forte uh, is is in there a little bit, and we get a lot of Salandra Show. Um, a lot of Salandra. Yeah. yeah, and she was really. Um, she was really prominent in uh hunt for the hidden quest for the hidden city which which was the other mm-hmm. george man um donation to phase two so far that's right yeah um, with the yeah. catacoots yeah, yeah. <laughs> never forget yeah, the catacoots <laughs> space yeah. vampires um yeah, yeah. and slander shows great she's got a shield you know the old light shield that's her thing and we are the shield of people it's mm-hmm. a it's a good metaphor uh it makes her stand out she was amazing in um uh, quest for the hidden city uh really show yeah. off she can like force control her shield and then you get a lightsaber in there and it's you know it's great it's like a ray shield shield it's pretty cool so um yeah fascinating story here a, a lot of interesting things going on um i know i'm not adding anything to this but i i, I did sort of immediately like Creighton's son because um he sounds kind a lot like obi-wan kenobi <laughs> it is yes. oh yeah yeah, yeah, uh-huh. yeah. there's yeah, like yeah. a special british ish you know i'll say english accent um that you they use for star wars and it's like not i don't think it actually it's from nowhere in great britain it's from nowhere languid gentlemen yeah <laughs> but they also <laughs> yeah, have it it's yeah, like a it's a it's a very regal yeah you know english but it's it doesn't sound like yeah really. he's quite charming and it seems like he can just turn that off and on and uh, and he just kind of can hang out at these soirees and these you know gatherings yeah. and just either either enjoy himself and and take part in the affairs or just kind of hang to the side and just and keep to himself he enjoys his alone time it seems as well so um, yeah can't can't help but like that guy um unless of course you're counting on him to uh conduct a peace treaty signing yeah i was i was like can we get this i was like how about we go to the beaches of niamos like can we not go to (laughs) where are we going to the holy city during the season of life yeah um, oh, I hope I mentioned that. I mean, this is they're doing this during the season of light, um, which is an age old, uh, basically day of observance um, for the guardians of the will in which you kind of reflect upon yourself and meditate and whatnot. And then a new gang in town, a new group, the Convocation of the Force are are pegging their same sort of holiday, um, the Festival of Balance on this in this same sort of period in, in Jedi. Yeah you know, annual cycle. So that brings up a really interesting point because, uh, Grant, I think you and I are, are reading, uh, the higher public main run comic, Marvel comic. Yes. As it comes out. Right. Yes. And so I think you and I are both lots more of the convocation in that. Com- yeah. A lot more of the convocation. So I'm trying to figure out timeline. I think that comic takes place before the events of this, right? I don't think the battle of Jedha has happened yet in the comic. Is that correct? You think? Yeah. I think that's, I think that's a good assumption because, yeah, yeah, you, uh, yeah. There, you would have seen signs of it. I don't think there are right? any signs okay. of it in the street. That's no. Black I was trying to figure sport. that stuff out because Black I was sport. a little. I, for some reason, I assume this was even more of a flashback. But um, yeah, it's 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 enjoyable. I you know I want to shout out um, Keth. Um, I I I enjoy. <laughs> I here's what I'll say is like I like a character 
that I, I feel like Keth is if if there is a person uh if I was in a Star Wars, this is probably yeah. what I'd be in Star Wars. <laughs> like, I, I, like, I'm not a smuggler. I'm not a scoundrel. I like don't the have the force. At the I'm not a fire. droid. Yeah. But, like, I get wrapped up into it, and I can't help but, like, insert myself into it, and then I die. <laughs> because I'm not going to make it through alive. Like, I'm not going to make it through the whole thing alive. So I was, I, I was very on board for Keth. I, I, uh, I identified. You see the of deliverance. Yeah, That's all yeah. definitely. Yeah. And you've Galaxy. got your own stool yeah. at the local uh, best local watering hole, and you sleep in and miss. Yeah, yeah you apparently drink every day. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean. <laughs> no. <laughs> I mean, no. <laughs> Whoopsie. Uh, yeah, but then, uh, you know, a cricket guy yeah. sort of, like, makes you yeah. pay up constantly yeah no i'm starting to feel attacked <laughs> yeah. um no i'm just kidding <laughs> no but it's it's true i just i enjoyed that i enjoy that whenever so often they kind of have an every person character in a, in a star war i i enjoy that quite yeah a bit. um i mean sh- sh- it, it was fun but it was almost like it it was almost like we uh you what are you doing here in terms of like helping the media mediator you you know he died uh, that was your job to assist him. Like, yeah, I don't know. You're kind of you just know, like what, everyone's you, good at their kinda, job. Yeah, I don't know. You're like be on yeah. the ball. This is let's get this treaty I, done with. You just want this treaty as as the listener. You just want the treaty to be signed and like these planets, these these worlds to get along. And <laughs> just they keep denying you in this in this audio drama. It's 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 so much fun. Just the tension, how it just pulls apart throughout the as you go on. But um, my favorite stuff was Slander Show and and the Mother and sort of those confrontations, sitting, getting a lot more of the path of the open hand. And this time it wasn't just like the Force should be free; uh, it was also like the Jedi yeah. are evil, like the Jedi are abusers of the Force and they control it and they bend it to their will and like that's bad. And they're really sort of like you know, it, it really a smear campaign against the Jedi in this book. I feel like we're starting book. to see. The, the connection between the path of the open hand and the Nile. Yeah. Like, right. Oh. We're starting, I think we're starting to figure out how we get from point A to point B a little bit. Yeah. Yes. Lots more connective tissue strands are I yeah, know. starting to form. They drive me crazy. I mean, it, they're a good antagonist, the path of the open hand and the mother, because I hate them. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah I actually, I mean, I've actually, the mother has been more effective than the Nile at this point, just given the, like, how conniving she is and how duplicitous and sort of two-faced she's been like the, the two-facedness is, is power. It's like Palpatine level sort of like, I I mean, um, yeah, not to get like too real, but basically we're telling a story of how a cult turns into a terrorist (laughs) through gaslighting. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And like, we're at the cult phase and, and like for some reason, I find I, I find the cult stuff so much more infuriating than the Nihil. Because I'm like the Nihil, I'm like, you put it on Front Street, <laughs> like who you are and what you want. I know they're like, like throwing you know I mean? like poison not, gas yeah. at you and wearing like yeah. Yeah. barbed helmets. It's like, okay, you're evil, I guess. Right. Yeah. I know. And so what we know from phase one is sort of um Martian Rose starts awakening these old um tenants of his sect and it's like kill the Jedi. Um and uh mostly kill the jedi and you know and cause 
Pillagenetic using yeah, levelers. Exactly. And, yeah. and you know, and, and doing those those sort of things. Yeah, the pet the path will be free. So I, I think that's probably where it's headed is sort of like telling the the motivations of uh, Martian as he, he starts his crusade and he dusts off these old right. old weapons and um you know other old fact uh, uh techniques that they had before. But um yeah, yeah, it's just I mean, I guess it's just the gaslighting and the like the blatant lying that I really wish yeah, it's yeah, I really wish I could get a like Jedi character to just who talks to the mother who gets a chance to talk to the mother and just absolutely dresses her down and be like everything you're saying I mean that's what Slender Show sort of does in this she, story she she does she comes very close to it she tries to and then it's it's cut short yeah. basically and you're like oh I really wish she get to, got to lay in to yeah. the mother a little bit more which she does yeah. later for a brief I mean, instance later she does get to have an extended dialogue with the mother <clears throat> as the war, so, as the battle. Yeah, sort of that's what around. I was talking yeah. about. I mean, there's a line where it's like, you believe I save your life so another person dies? That's yeah, yeah. not I how the force works. Thing, no, yeah. no, no. I want to get into this. If this book, if there, if there truly is a sort of a meta layeredness to this story, could you track all the deaths in the story and sort of track, uh, you know, this person died, so this person no. died, and then no, like, and 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 the mother's ideology makes sense at all because. It does. No, people like, are always dying, and I've people are always being born like and getting saved. And the mothers. <laughs> I love. I love how affected oh. you are by 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 this. I love it. Like I don't think it's right, but but there's like it so makes sense why this would be an attractive or like a believable like thing. So like here's the thing, like the more I think about this, like when you look at phase one and you talk about the Nile or Nihil, it's just like. Um, that I feel like when we're talking about the Nihil, it's just like every person who's part of the Nihil, you can see their kind of like evilness coming out. Yeah. And like, they're like, yes, we just want to kill and rob and steal and do this and do that and be evil and give into our baser instincts. Right. There's an innocence that we've seen get wrapped up in it with like, especially in the high Republic adventures comics from phase one, the path of the open hand, every character we meet other than the mother and, and her like, direct underlings seem like really good people who have been victimized and now are getting wrapped up in this thing because they believe in this let's help everyone the force provides and all this so it is so much more upsetting because all of her underlings just seem like people who have been duped yeah. right it's just yeah depressing oh yeah it's martyr rose depressing. seems brainwashed and then she's now yeah. brainwashing uh not natty uh, the the little the little, as they're called, Pelly the littles. <laughs> um, yeah, and I feel like Marta Rose's sort of fear of the Jedi is all from the mother, basically. And you can really, you really feel that brainwashing, I think, in Path of Deceit. Yeah. Um, yeah. And uh, that's a great story in terms of one of really diving into the path of the open hand. Um, but I got to say, it's the Herald that takes the cake for me. I, I can't stand that guy. That guy is like, the dark side just, and the way he talks to Jedi is just like he's tr he's hiding a seething hatred for them or something like the way he deals with them and the way he yeah I just, it, he he bothers me quite a bit and, I'm glad uh, we finally get yeah. to see the Herald be the Herald like you know they have these titles there's the right. there's yeah. the elders <laughs> and there's the mother um and her name's like Alicia and like that's just kind of funny she gets called by her first name a couple times by um uh Tilson Graf but uh Tilson, yeah. uh but the Herald actually is, he's a weapon that is designed to rabble rouse. 
and they unleash him when they want to do it. And that that's just another weapon in their arsenal of, you know, of mistruths and, um, and whatever. And so he can do that. And, and that's his gift. Um, he blamed all, he blamed the sorcerers of tuned, yeah. the Matsukai, the Jedi, Jedi. He blamed like all the different, you know, sects of, of force worshipers yeah. and just like caused this massive riot. And I was like, Oh, this guy's a, yeah, this guy's a super dangerous weapon. This guy's a huge problem, and basically the mother could deploy him anywhere. And I don't know really what his fate is at the end of this story. It's kind of like it seems like a lot of people like jumped on him or something like that, and then like the leveler was released, and it was just like pure chaos. There, there was a couple the... lines at the very end of this book um, between Ada and Creighton that uh, that suggest he was captured. Um, that that he was that, oh that's great yeah. he, i would love now after we got a herald scene now we can do some sort of like interrogation stuff yeah him. That'd be great. let's get let's get on the really real and i yeah it's like, not clear to me that they were able to recapture the leveler either um yeah that was really the leveler stuff was kind yeah, of the leveler went streaking a little bit and in then this book, what like, was going on yeah and i guess Salandra show saw 100%. it but didn't see it or something i was like it, it does it also blind you yeah like, yeah so we yeah from i remember from phase one they kind of established that for some reason the jedi really can't people force users can't see it really right like it clouds their vision clouds their ability to see it um which is why i think we've only just in the past few months ourselves have gotten a chance to see what it looks like like they've really held back on showing what it looks like um the other thing, kind of, we were talking about. I just, I just, I want to shout out all the names of the different sects that they've used in these tellings. Like, I think we were off air talking about this, but the was it the nine hands the path of the brothers no, of the ninth door? The brothers <laughs> of the ninth door. Yeah, amazing. Yeah, that's yeah, that's it's just super wonderful. fun. And it's like I can't tell if it's a bunch of people talking at the same time, like a hive mind, or if everyone's voice sounds like three voices. Uh, but it was cool. I don't know. Good audio. Yeah, it was fun audio, new audio sure. design. A lot of the audio design was just sort of yeah. <laughs> like airlifted from the original trilogy. And the, the scores were sort of handpicked out of, you know, all of the trilogies a little bit. Yeah. I'm... But they're like, yeah, it sounds like a bunch of TIE fighters. Don't worry about it. That's what the Iron and Arano fighters sound like. But it sounds cool, right? And you're like, yeah. sure does. Thank you. <laughs> sure does. I'm very used to that with because I've been I've been. What I found is as I've been working my way through the old EU, I mostly had the read, but then I found my library for some reason has all of the Fate of the Jedi books in audiobooks. And weirdly, they're all available. Yeah. No one's taking them out. So I just downloaded all nine <laughs> to my to my phone. So I've been like cranking through them while I've been packing up my house and doing tons of stuff. So I've gotten through like five books in Fun. like five days. It's wild. Um, but I'm so used to that, like recycled audio and music cues that it doesn't even, I don't even know the same more. It's just like, I'm just like, ah, oh, Star Wars. <laughs> like, it's great. Yeah. Someone made that yeah. decision. The brothers, the brothers of the ninth door are, are now added to the list. Uh, the other sort of sects are the sorcerers of Tund, the Falanasi, the Yakam, the Yakambi envoy, the Lanto, the guardians of the wills, the Matukai. Path of the Open Hand and the Church of the Force. These are all separate you know, organizations, I believe. Yeah. I think so. Yeah. I think you're right. I, I love that the Guardians of the Wills can be like activated. They're, they're like the like they feel like the National Guard of the Jedi. 
Right, like they could be activated by the Jedi. That was kind of surprising to me. I thought they were sort of this autonomous thing, and maybe they are, but they just chose to work with yeah. the Jedi. Uh, maybe they just have a stronger affiliation with the Jedi than the other sects. Uh, but uh, yeah, yeah, they didn't get a lot of lines in here, but they were very present um, no. through most of the... I did like well, Misuk, that character. I think he even tells Salandra at one point, he's like, there are some who feel ambivalent about the Jedi. It's like a wonderful exchange where she's just like... Oh yeah, it's okay. it's good that people feel ambivalent about the Jedi. It keeps us humble, and um, it's just a really fun exchange and sort of like hinting at the path of the open hand and you know yeah. sort of these other sects that sort of disagree and 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 sort of outwardly dislike the Jedi. Yeah, guys, we yeah. I, I can't believe it. we should have we buried the lead on this story because I was wait I the Herald going yeah, full bane. Oh, no, uh, if you want to go full bane, do that now because I'm about to uh, go to the P to the <laughs> no, 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 three. Yeah. What's the lead here? Uh, yeah, yeah, I know, right? I can't believe I we got this far. The, in. The, probably yeah. the the greatest donation of this you know, story to Star Wars is the droid P three. Um, do either of you guys want to explain yep. what oh, P three yeah. is for the listeners that haven't watched the book? It's it's amazing. I mean, I guess I've started yeah, yeah, yeah. it. So oh, P three is like, uh, imagine a droid that can get spiritual and speak in epithets, because that's that's yeah. what this droid does. Only, but can, but can only, yeah, only epithets. Yeah, should that. I say? But it, it's yeah. basically cobbled together from like pieces of droids from the Church of the Force, like a processional droid, other droids, yeah. and it's sort of it's 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 sort of an ad hoc modded. Droid, yeah, right. It's not like a. So yeah, it, it sounded like like thing. the processional droids are just like orbs, like orbs and then but then he put on like um probe droid arms so it could actually like touch things which is creepy and then they just bolted yeah. a head on the top it of sounds it. super creepy and yeah. i'm pretty sure it's yeah. a droid head yeah. but i don't think it articulates yeah. it's like a dead head strapped to the top of this glowing orb and it only speaks in yes, yes exactly. religious epithets um and they sort of like when yeah. you start you're like that thing is creepy it is the villain and they even sort of lean into that a little bit and then, but then as you go, mm -hmm. like you start, you're like, you start a to be able to um, decipher what he's actually saying. And you're like, oh no, he's not doing this to be annoying. He, it's the only stuff he can say. And then by the time you get to the end of the story, you really, you can understand him. Um, and, uh, and I mean, it's pretty, it's pretty obvious, but it's, it's not obvious at the beginning of the book because you've never run into anything like this before. Um yeah, so it, yeah. it was it was a real joy. That was definitely my favorite character. It's um he's he's I think he might have beat Geode for my favorite character. Also, do did he see the there. leveler? Really far yeah. up there. Did he see yeah. the leveler and is it also in his hollow logs? Hmm. Like oh, that was the thing, is like I don't understand why Salandra wouldn't have left with P three. I mean, he's the greatest character, and now what he's just gonna hover around a bar for a while? He doesn't even have a job, he doesn't have an owner. That's a good one of the Especially because Salandra and P3 seem yeah. to have a connection. Because, like, my favorite thing is that, like, is that, is that, like, she seemed to instantaneously understand right. what P3 was saying, right? Like, she spoke. Yeah, if, halfway language through the book, if you hadn't figured out how he's talking, Salandra, when she meets him, spells it out for you, um, which is fun. It's like a yeah. George Martin sort of, R.R. Martin sort of deal. Um, but yeah, I, so much joy around that. And, yeah, there's great quotes in there too. Yeah, um, it takes yeah. time to understand one place in the galaxy. Let patience be your guide. 
Um, oh, you got quote pulls from him? We'll see ourselves in the light of the force to know who we are. Who we truly yeah. are. Like he's just like the spiritual droid throughout the piece. Yeah. yeah. Who I I don't know if we mentioned, but is like is is basically Keth's, Keth's droid, who Keth cannot for the life of him understand what P three is saying, which is like that's not true. I he mean, figures it. He it's knows. not that. He figures it out. A, he he figures it out yeah. about two thirds of the way through, like like pretty close to his death. And I think I think P three says three. P three's line is something like, and finally the enlight the, the one reaches <laughs> yes. enlightenment or oh, something. Yeah, I can't remember right. what the line is, yeah. but just like it's so great, it's such a great moment where I'm like, yeah, 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 that's pretty yeah. good. What a fun droid. Yeah, yeah. Another like major thing is that we see the uh, the statue. Oh, you know, yeah. if we go back to Rogue oh yeah, one, the protector, where we actually right, we see the statue crumble. Right, we actually see what caused that in in. The downed statue. I mean, it's monolith. Like, what? It's larger than a statue. Yeah, it's a, like a, it's a yeah, giant statue, yeah. and uh, it's the one we see laying on the ground, presumably yeah. in Rogue One. Yeah. And we also know why there yeah. aren't many Guardians of the Wills uh, by Rogue One, also because uh, they took a hit. Um, yeah, and that that statue is supposed to be like one of the most ancient depictions of a Jedi, basically. Yeah. Like, it's it's quite old that statue. I know they were um, they were pretty bummed about that whole thing. There was I forgot who had said it, but they said essentially like without yeah without the statue of the protector, um, we are just thugs fighting in the streets. Like we you know that sort of lended lent credence to um, to the Jedi as being the major power there. I mean that was one of the things I sort of fought with my whole time. It really makes you wonder. It's like well, there's all these other force. Um, using sects, believers, um, in so many different ways. It's like, why should they respect the Jedi? You know, like I, I wanted something yeah. to sort of separate yeah. them and, and, or some, some lines just to talk about like why the Jedi do stand to cut above the rest or, you know, for something else. And, um, I don't know. Is it the lightsabers? Like, is it the combat? Like, I, you know, I, I don't know. Is it the fact that they are generally good and are yeah. fighting for the light and, even here, they're, I mean, they say they're nonpartisan, but then they're like, nope, we're on the side of the people, so we need to start defending them, even if we're only fighting one side of this war. And, um, I mean, oh, this is going to sound so cynical, but is it because they, yes, they have weapons and they're also willing to intervene when the other sects seem like they're more interested in philosophy and less in action and Jedi are more interested in action. That's the best thing I've heard so far. Actually, I think that's probably it. They're, they're willing. I don't think that's cynical at all. They're just, they're like, we're not willing to stand by and watch um, the galaxy get hurt and people get hurt. Um, yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I think there's a line that Ada Forte says like towards the end, it, there's this wonderful banter between Crichton son and Ada throughout the book, which is that Ada is this optimist and um, just offers hope just when it, in, the, in the darkest hour, like throughout the book, basically, or throughout the audio drama. And, um, and Crichton's just in wonder that she can be an optimist at times. And then at one point she says, fighting for peace hurts. Oh, he says, you know, every time we fight for peace, it always ends in like calamity or disaster. Yeah. He says something to that effect. And she says, fighting for peace, I think fighting for peace hurts because it's worthwhile and precious. And I was like, to me, that's what a Jedi is. It's it's a, someone fighting for peace, and like just to attain that, they'll do whatever they have to. So, if they have to wield a lightsaber, if they have to use the Force, if they have to bend the Force, they're going to do it just to attain that state that that state of peace. And so, 
Ada Forte felt like the most yeah. Jedi out of all these characters yeah. in the book. In the drama. Yeah. They, uh, they, I wasn't really impressed with a lot of the Jedi there. I think you can, again, the leveler is so overpowered in like, just like OP. <laughs> yep. Yeah, we got to figure out this whole like s- like Scooby-Doo leveler thing Oof. where it's like he it's sneaking out and then it disappears. And Yeah, but I think like Jedi have no defense against it. What did it do? Where did it. it go? Right, just the fact that it was on the planet. I mean, I think that's why, because there was times when Creighton was like, why didn't I sense the bomb like earlier behind the door or whatever? Right. And, um, you know, and it's like, and I, I would say it's probably because what we know is it's the leveler does that. Even if you're anywhere in the proximity, it, it lessens your connection to the force, um, which I don't know. I mean, who knows where the story is going to go? They might be like, you know what? The path of the but open it's kind of right. like this hound of Baskerville thing. Yeah. It's just like on a loop. Like I needed to now evolve to something else. Yeah. Like maybe they go and seek a sith holocron and then they sort of kneel to this holocron and yeah you're like these creatures belong to a sith lord and that's why everyone's frozen on malachor or like these all these tie-ins like really not feeling afraid to break the lore or basically like add on piles and piles of new lore like not being afraid to really yeah. expand the canon instead of expand the galaxy because we can expand the galaxy all sure. day and just do a new planet the new civilization but like yeah it's fun when you actually hitch on to the the central the timeline of of, of kind of the larger events yeah, I will, yeah i'll say grant like i feel like that's a interesting and good critique because it made me think of like i had that realization of like i remember when first meeting the leveler i felt nervous and unsettled about what was going to happen and then when leveler shows up again in this thing i'm like well here we go again like yeah. that's kind of where i'm at with the leveler which i'm like it's a great it's a great thing like it's super creative and it is something different and nothing we've seen before in Star Wars, but we need to move it forward now. Let's just let's just evolve yeah. this circumstance. But, but because yeah, we've so. I, I, we talked a bit about this maybe off air, I think, but I, I have a feeling because we've moved back in time because we're telling a prequel story, it's going to be hard to evolve that story, right? Yeah, I don't know. Maybe we're right. in phase it, three. They basically they eventually get frozen in the ice on this other planet and something. something. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I don't know how they're going to. I had some theories where I'm like, they could actually like, I think the path is going to be defeated, you know, and then out of it yeah. spurns the in the hill, you know, the sort of spurn people probably Marta will then like it. She'll double down on her hate for the Jedi or whatever, even though she loved one at one point and the Santecas will come into play. I think, you know, we'll see Mari Santeca at some point. Right. Um, right. But the the levelers just I mean. <laughs> Was <laughs> just like owned the Jedi so hard in Phase One. Why did Slender show? How did Slender show survive? Like I was so confused by that. Uh, well, it's tough to it, tell in an it audio was satiated drama. With what it it ate a few people and then it was good and left. I, I don't think something. she was close enough to it. Like she was closing okay. in on it okay. and then she was pulled away by P three again. Amazing droid. Um, yeah. <laughs> But yeah, she was saved by she was saved by that. Thank goodness. Um, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. It's just so this is one of my one of my things is like this is supposed to be the High Republic, but maybe the Republic is at its peak. Uh, but the Jedi are like lazy. They're flirty, um, which I do like actually. Super flirty. Uh, yeah. yeah, I mean Creighton is. Yeah, I, I had notes. I mean, I would say they're downright like horny. 
but they're I'll horny. Just say that they're, they, they're yeah, which I think we can get away with. I don't think we'll get an E rating for using that word. Um, yeah. But I, I will say, just to bring it back to the leveler for a second, because I have like a super nerdy nomenclature observation about Please. the leveler. Where it's like, to me, I always read that as it levels the playing field, which is like one way to reason that is like it equals. Yeah. But also to level something also <laughs> yes. needs to wipe it out and bring it yeah. down to flat. So I just, I just realized I'm like, oh, that's what that means. It's not the leveler is like an equal the playing field. It means no, it means to just raise it. Right. It's going to gonna level it. the yeah. Jedi yeah. down to nothing. Yeah. 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 The, ground. the mother yeah. even says, um, you know, the herald says the force will be free and the mother says the force will be leveled at one point. Yeah. Oh, I don't really? think it means equaled. I think she means leveled. destroyed. Yeah. Just. But just her using that word was just like, ooh, trigger. Like, but she's definitely, she definitely is a force user. So that's that's why it's like I don't know. Yeah, I see. I'm sitting. Yeah, uh, yeah. There's something I'm, I'm sensing here where it's like, she has a connection to these levelers or something. Right? Because didn't she get like some grayscale on her arm when? Yeah, she um, has like gray hair or something, like a streak or something. I thought like one of her hands might have I mean, like turned gray or an, a part of her something. arm. Yeah, I remember something like that. This is, I mean. And it's also turn out that one of these characters is like a Sith Lord, right? That's just working behind the scenes. Like, I, I, that's my theory is that we, we actually are dealing with the rule of two right now. And we just have an unnamed Sith or apprentice who's yeah. doing all of this. Really? Like someone above the uh, the mother? Yeah. Or, or the mother herself is, is basically, I mean, think about it. We had Darth mm. Sidious who was also... Uh, uh, Emperor Palpatine at some point, right? Like they yeah. often have taken on multiple roles. So if their underground plan is to create a cult that is the goal is to destroy the Jedi, the the Jedi, like this could be a different way the Sith have tried to get at it without removing coming out from underneath the shadows, right? Yeah, from beneath the Emperor from under the shadows. That's interesting. Yeah, and so maybe she's only has a very little power in the Force, but she's still able to command power. Um, yeah. just, but through these artifacts, right? We know that's how she's sort of done it. She also, there, there's some charm to her as well that like, it, it was a lot more apparent in, um, uh, convergence. Yeah. But, um, not convergence. I'm so sorry. Uh, path, path of, of deceit. deceit. Path of um, but yeah, everyone who comes in contact to her with her kind of falls in love with her. Um, if they, they don't use the force. Um, so right. yeah, there's definitely some dark side stuff going on there that, that are, that's yet to come out, I think. Um, and it just makes sense to like call her out as a charlatan. There's just something, it's like the path of, uh, I mean, the path of the open hand, they stand on their soapboxes and they spout lies. And there's something about that. I don't know why that just like sort of triggers huh. me. Why? And so I'd, I'd love why? to see it at least it. in the why. Yeah, I don't see any yeah. parallels to today at all. I don't know yeah. what could possibly yeah. be upsetting right. about that. Right, not on this space station floating around the the core of the galaxy. Yeah, it's not like they're gonna you know rouse up enough people to I don't know storm the Jedi Temple. Yeah, yeah. Ah, oh, good times. And um, yeah, so I, I'm kind of ho I would just like I, I just I like Jedi. I like them doing amazing things, awe inspiring things, and. I don't know. There were some action beats in the story. Um, they were a little hard to follow because it's audio only and it's hard to like really depict what's happening. Well, Someone's like, oh, no, are you going to throw that droid into that starship? And yeah, like, I mean, okay. so let's let's pause there for a second because that's I think that's a good thing to point out to our listeners if they haven't haven't yeah. listened to this. It's like this is not just an audiobook, right? If you listen to audiobook, it's just someone reading the actual audiobook and a book has 
a lot of di- a, a lot of like non-dialogue set pieces. This yeah. is if you were listening to an audio drama from the 1920s or 30s <laughs> on where radio, everything yeah. is dialogue. And I was weirdly just talking to my wife about this a couple days before I listened to this. Like uh, as a t- as a nerdy teenager in the 90s, I used to get Dragnet um, the Dragnet radio show from the 1940s and 50s no on CD <laughs> and listen to it to go to sleep. And so I am well versed in this awkward, clunky. Are you saying every- you listened to podcasts before they were cool? Yeah, I was. I was totally into podcasts <laughs> before they were cool. Um, but it's just it's it's something you have to get really used to because you have to do so much clunky exposition because you yeah. can't have everything has to be heard like everything is literally like you hear it diegetically right it's not like internal monologues or anything like that and it's yeah it, it man it took me a while in this book in this audio drama oh, to yeah. get to You're get getting over into that. the nitty-gritty <clears throat> of like the history of the church of the force and who you know which maester but, is on which station like, on which planet a lot of like what ben was saying like are you telling me that yada 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 or like i can't believe that just happened and explaining in minute <laughs> detail what that was right yeah, yeah exactly so it's a little yeah. It's a little limiting at times. Yeah, just it's like constant logistics. It's like, oh, they're flying here, and then they'll arrive here, and then we'll be here, and we'll meet them there, and then they'll arrive, and then we'll yeah. then see them when they get there. And yeah. I'm like, what? There was <laughs> a lot of like <laughs> fully explained subtext, and because it's like there, there's a lot of like defining why the Jedi are doing what they're doing and why it's right. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like in case this wasn't clear. Um, this is how you, you get around that stuff. And I'm like, Oh, okay. All right. Um, but yeah, it it was, it was an interesting story. It's, I mean, I guess going to be kind of a centerpiece until we get to the next novel, um, in the higher public. Um, I can't wait to catch up on the the comics because I know they're right here too. Comics are fantastic. Hopefully that will climax. There's a, um, the higher public there's, of the blade. There's a Jedi master who's a, who's a tigress and it's, uh, I think master Lieben. It's uh, yeah. my, it's she's probably my favorite Jedi. Yeah, and there are currently what four? She's a liger. A liger. Yeah. <laughs> there are currently yeah, dude. That's the next four. Yeah, incredible. Aesthetic. I think four yeah. ongoing comics that deal in the High Republic, right? Because there's the there's the High Republic main run, High Republic the Blade, the Yoda series takes place Ooh, during, the high, right. during the High Republic. And has then that there's started the, already. It has. Wow. Check it out. It's, it's Yoda's really great. Blade. I just picked uh, up number one of the, the Blade. Blade. Um, the Blade. Uh, I would give my left Leku for a replica <laughs> of Porter Angle's lightsaber. I, okay. I would, like, honestly. It's going to be made. The coolest hilt, sweet. hands down. I mean, and if you want to watch some some Jedi getting some W's okay. so far. Yeah. Some dubs? Like, I, I need to see yeah. some Jedi get some dubs. Porter Angle, no L's taken. No, it's true. <laughs> Just dubs. <laughs> Amazing lightsaber. And he just eats well after fights. Eats well and oh, deflects. right. He's an amazing cook. Wow, this is totally... I mean, is this the greatest Jedi of all Eating time? Eating well and sword fighting? Like, can you get better? Yeah. Best can lightsaber hilt. Oh. And then Dark Horse is doing the High Republic adventures. Yeah. Right, right. Yes. I don't know if they're calling it that, but yeah. So, Let's so we cover got... like five of those when, it, when they get when they get. They're five all going to end their run pretty close together, so we might have to do just like a gigantic... But I do think things are happening there that are pretty substantial. Yeah. 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 Always. In in terms of the the, the time. What I love about the higher public stuff, like they're really taking this seriously. Like this is a weird moment where this book uh, or this audio drama, I 
I'm trying to figure out what percentage of Star Wars fans actually listen to this. And I feel it might be like the three of us. And I'm just saying that kind of jokingly. And I don't mean that like in any, like, and all of our wrong. listeners, of course, even though I know uh, Jason sure. only like, listens to us to get his high Republic info. I mean, he, he also might be, I thought this now. was going to garner more sort of like emotion graphic, you know, advertising and sort of like the battle of Jeddah is coming. Like, I really thought there was going to be a sort of a hype. We know the higher public's doing quite well for them. Like the book sales are, are great. The, yeah. the comic sales are great. So, so there might be enough people doing this, but it seems like it's a niche thing. And my point is to actually do some really important plot points in this niche thing is kind of amazing. Like they're not pulling punches of like this. Yeah. Cause I feel like, what was the other one? The other one was Tempest runner. That was the one they did. Yeah. Which phase also one. had some stuff, but I don't feel like it was as significant plot wise as this one was. Right, because it was more about centered on uh, Lorna D, just like one character Lorna D getting, yeah, which I enjoyed. But like this one, yeah. like major things happened. I mean, the other bummer of this of this audiobook, and and man, I I mean, I I enjoyed it, but but I always want to say this audiobook's a bummer, <laughs> right? Like it's it's a bummer of a book, and not because it's bad, but just because like a lot of bad things happen. Yeah, but we have the so Iram and uh, 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 I can never pronounce the names. It's it's Iram and um, Iram and Arano. Yeah, Iram, Arano, Arano, Arano. We had just finished the book where the prince and princess basically married. Like, yeah, they're, they're just fine. Everything's great. Yeah. We, oh, right. We God, have, yeah. And then we get this book and we're like, and then you walk. And the second they're like, oh, the peace treaty's happening. It's called the Battle of Jedi. I'm huh. like. Oh man! Like, of course they're gonna Wait, like get yeah, into a this, war. Yeah, this again. kind of rise of Skywalker convergence. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like it kind of just That's undoes true. everything yeah. that book does. And I was like, oh, now we have to like get back to Ziri and Fantuzen, and they have to like solve this, the you know, the, yeah. the dispute between the two worlds again. And I'm like, we just did that though. Like, it almost now needs to be like a secondary plot point that like. After other things go well, it's like, oh, then they eventually sign that peace treaty and it's sort of like mentioned or remarked upon rather than like another book that deals with like those planets coming together. I don't I don't know. Yeah. I don't, maybe Zoraida Cordova writes a sequel to Convergence and that's basically the kind of like. But again, it's it would be the same. It would retread a lot of the same ground, I imagine. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm not yeah. sure what the next... I forget. There's another novel that's going to put a punctuation mark um, on this, and I'm forgetting the title of it now. But um, it's, well, it's whatever, a catalyst, right? Convergence, then catalyst. Hey, that sounds right, um, yeah. Yeah, so, yeah, so then we'll we'll see something else there. But, yeah, hopefully, I, I mean, I, I maybe phase two will culminate um in this i wasn't i wasn't super satisfied by the ending in this audio drama i was kind of left no. wanting um yeah. i was I, I was just perplexed that sort of like irem and arano just fled back to their you know se their sector their system and uh i guess i launched a new campaign against each other i mean like yeah essentially like it was just kind of like it felt like that that was a major cliffhanger and and okay. and almost like Crichton's I, I I can't imagine Crichton's son would just go and meditate after that instead of wanting <laughs> to go solve that issue oh, or something. Bro, bro. Oh my god. <laughs> so that was the thing. So like Crichton's son, love the guy. Good times. You know, He's fun. Like, he but like, like he 
He left that thing after like you could not have done a worse job at signing a peace treaty. <laughs> like and then he like he has to call in reinforcements. The reinforcements come. They sort of clear out the rabble and they're just like, you know what? Don't worry about it, Creighton. You did a great job, buddy. You did a great job, man. You were so, you yeah. know what? Yeah. You did the best you could, and that's all that matters. You and and you gave that great speech. There is a monster monologue on the end, and you're like that allegedly yeah, yeah, just like huge. turns the tide of the ba- battle. Like he fought with words, and I'm like, yeah. But that I, I don't know. He he gets a lot of slack. Apparently, Jedi get a lot of slack uh, in this era uh, because I don't yeah. know. And there, yeah, it didn't. It, it was a for effort. Really? Yeah, an a for effort indeed. A participation trophy. Like holy cow. Yeah. Holy cow. Um, and he doesn't feel bad about it at all. He's like, well, anyways, I got a library to go to or whatever. Failed piece. They're treaty. missing me at my Forget favorite bar it. on Coruscant. And uh, it feels good to be home. And I'm like, oh, my God. Does he decline those refreshments? Oh, no, he, no does like he does not. He is like, he's like, oh, he I doesn't? can go oh, for a drink. One? Yeah, he's just like. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I do like the fact that they like, as I talked about, they are super randy and they drink yeah oh yeah in this era no every he has they they all have very fond words for each other and that's all i'm gonna say about that i imagine he just took his like the his hollow tablet and just like with the case on it and just like threw in the trash and just like walked (laughs) outside and just like (laughs) you're right (laughs) drank some yeah uh, had a monk jar juice (laughs) adam-sized cocktail drop in this yeah (laughs) uh so so i the other thing that i think is interesting is that iram uh god erano um how long has this war been going on because i think it says like five years five five, over five years but it's also been labeled the forever Forever war War. i think in yeah i mean i don't know like as a country who was in a forever war right for like 20 years i'm just like five years that ain't nothing Like, but anyway, right? Yeah, I mean, I feel like they could have made it go. Yeah, they're like, it's the forever war. I'm like, okay, in the galaxy, it could literally be a forever war. I think in know? Convergence, they do allude That's... to the conflict being like, you know, far older than five. Yeah, years. maybe they had like, maybe this has been five years of like an active war in terms yeah, of like active, warring, active, but yeah. it's been a cold war for generations or for exactly. like whatever. Yeah, yeah. Because I I'm with you, Ben. Like when I heard forever war, when I listened, to, when I read or listened to the first thing, I'm like. Oh, this is amazing! Like they're gonna tell us this wars. They've been at war for a thousand years. Yeah. Like I thought that's what we were gonna get, and then it's like five years. I'm like, really? I also thought the mediator was just being nice, though. He was like trying to like, <clears throat> it was just trying to soften it a little bit. Yeah, He's yeah. Like, They've been at war for over five, over five years. years. I mean, technically, a thousand out. years is over five years. So <laughs> right. you know, hey, yeah. help me unravel this mystery. So this is, and this is the major plot point of the story, right? So, uh, uh Tilson Graf was hired by the path of the open hand uh to disrupt i believe this. so this is all and, said extremely yeah. quickly with and the mother and he sub right like, and he subcontracts it. the brothers of the ninth door to essentially do most of the dirty yeah. work <laughs> yeah okay all right yeah. so i so i've got that right um correct yeah. the brothers of the ninth door are like the faceless men from game of thrones they can like yeah. shapeshift their faces oh yeah force. totally good call Cloud people's minds. It was alluding to sort of Palpatine clouding the Jedi. It was like the, the brothers of the ninth yeah. door sort of used the dark side to cloud yeah. people's minds in terms of what they and how they right. perceive. So that. that's it. And then, then like, you know, the, the other big thing was, you know, we already talked about it, but there was a great, great exposition on the end between um, the mother. Uh, Alicia mm-hmm. is your first name. So if you're feeling 
um, you know, uh, familiar. For trivia yeah. night. Yeah, for trivia yeah. night. I mean, that's a good trivia night. Call us if you, if they're asking. We'll do, we will do trivia. High Republic trivia at the end of this phase. I think every no, the ending of like each that. phase, we'll, yeah. do, we'll do big. High Republic trivia, trivia, that's a great night. idea. That would be fun. And then if we do it live, do people so can chime in. <laughs> we can give people oh, yeah, yeah. a live opportunity to chime. That would be great. Yeah, we'll send you a Black Series figure. Yeah, we can do that. We can do that. Oh, yeah. I was I was at a local That's one thing we can do actually store at, at today, time, yeah. and they had they had a retro Boba Fett one. How retro? White or like just not that retro, but like original ESB. Kenner ESB, yeah. but like blown up. And I was just like, I almost bought it, and then I couldn't justify what they were charging for it uh, with what we're yeah. financially doing right now as a family. So I was just like, should, I'm like, I I walked by and I'm like. Why did I go down that row? Why did I go down that aisle? I did not have, have you to go learned? down that aisle. That was a decision. Yeah. There's a lot of good swag bad, out there. Bad. My one um, social media vice is Reddit. Um, and I started subbing uh, High Republic. They have their own thing. And it, that's a fascinating oh, nice. sub because everyone's talking about everything that's oh, happened. Goodness. And they're so in tune with it. And it's awesome. Um Oh, that's yeah, great. Yeah, check it out. It's fun. It, that's a very cool sub. And then um, I also do our lightsabers. Um because I'm um, just uh, interested in it, and it's like people are way down that rabbit hole. But Grant, good news: uh, a lot of people are making higher public sabers. Um, so yeah. uh, Porter Engel saber could be in the works somewhere. Someone is working on that design. I guarantee you. Actually, yeah, it'd be nice to get like actual the actual saber as the blade yeah. as well. I gotta. I'm gonna. One. So I I I uh, will probably be be at uh, Galaxy's Edge in a little less than a month. Uh, I'm gonna wander into. Um, oh, I can't think of the name Savvy's of it now. Lightsaber. So, yeah. Oh well, that one you have to go in. You have to have a a, a Doc Ondor's Doc Ondor's Den of Antiquities. Right. I'm so mad at myself. I'm gonna wander in there. I don't. I'm not gonna buy anything, but I'm gonna wander in there and see if in the in the the high rollers case at the front, if they don't have a little bit of higher public. Please swag. Yeah, please do on. some research. I will, I will report back. Yeah. I do like yeah. Crichton Sons lightsaber. I think you see it <clears throat> and uh, the, on the cover. Our, the album art for this audio. Yeah, drama. it's really good. It's it's got the uh, cross guard. It's it's yet OG. another cross guard saber, which is awesome. And um, yeah. yeah, and then you see uh, Ada Fortes on there too. Yep. Um, the another Nikto, which is cool, right? Right. Um, yeah, yeah. Creighton's son, pretty cool character. Um, but I don't know. I feel like maybe they should hide that. You know, hold that guy to a mm-hmm. higher standard. I don't know. Higher Republic standard. But I, I think my favorite thing in this phase so far is uh, the Blade comic, uh, Portering the Blade. Yeah, it's, it's really it's good. Really good. Yeah, like it's has really fun characters. There's a new character who accompanies um porter who i just love yeah yeah his uh quote-unquote sister yeah i forget her name yeah yeah i do she's as like well. green eyes the yoda is really good i i'm i'm really enjoying what they're doing with yoda i i all of the areas of this i think are, are really they're taking swings which yeah. i appreciate and they're doing some interesting things and it all, is all tying in um but again, I am always so fascinated by as a person who will consume everything they produce. When I try to sit back and realize, like, oh, you could just read the High Republic comic and get like a satisfying story. Yeah. Right. You could just read the mainline adult novels 
in in it and get a satisfying story like it's they're doing such a good job of that of allowing people to kind of pick and choose yeah, yeah it's great it's great they've done done a fine job um i think like the theme of this i was on starwars.com today and they said it's like the balance of peace is sort of was the theme of all of this so it's sort of like mm. how how hard peace is to maintain in a in a large large uh galaxy so um yeah it's a great thing and i um, think i think was a master tall or one of the the, the grand masters or jedi masters says like an ill wind is about to like blow mm. like in the galaxy or something you know what i mean like ill fate did wind or something is coming or something like that and i was like oh this is something huge is coming in in these stories and they're definitely alluding to some major event yeah i mean we're definitely i would say this is probably the midpoint of the phase so i think um things are going to happen more rapidly so um yeah really looking forward to all the new stuff that's coming out here um a lot of fun characters uh to wrap your heads around and um a fun fun world to be in jedha's great and there's a lot of stuff there um yeah all the things i've ever wanted just a lot of different force users yeah doing weird things with the force so um yeah fun times um i think we covered it for this week y'all um this was super fun um have a great time we'll talk to you next week we're going to do this live again it'll probably be on thursday we don't know we'll figure it out uh, we might even tell you about it next week um so that people can actually watch us but we wanted to make sure we could actually technically do this which we failed miserably at last week um so now that this has been somewhat of a success we'll uh we're gonna keep going um because it's not that much different from what we usually do we just do our podcast um but it's you know now we're um you can look at us if for whatever reason you want to do that and take part in the conversation um which we would love yeah so yeah do it thanks everyone um for listening we'll talk to you next week and as always may the force be with you this is Grex Kondak signing off. For the latest breaking news, follow at Core World News on Twitter and Instagram. Thank you and good night. Remember, the Force will be with you always. Yeah.